This is exactly right. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the 12th season of Tenfold More Wicked, we investigate a series of compelling mysteries from the city of Fall River, Massachusetts, where problems started generations before Lizzie Borden's murders made her a household name. Join me as we cover the misfortunes that have befallen this infamous town for more than 150 years, including the Great Fire of 1843. Season 12 premieres Monday, May 13th on Exactly Right. Follow Tenfold More Wicked on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to a bonus-ode of Bananas, a Bananas bonus-ode. I'm Kurt, that's Scotty. I know, and it's Bananas after dark, but we're not drinking, because it just happens to be nighttime. We oh, usually- are we not? Hello. Hello! My dude is taking a nibble. Well, I'm not. I'm still dry 69ing over here, and uh, it's going great, and I, I, the end is in sight, and on the day after the day, I'm going to probably come over to your place and pass out in your front yard all right i just got some turn the sprinklers on and you get a little bath you'll have a great time yeah our buddy carl used to talk about a hamburger nap and i've always thought about it because he I, right when we were becoming buddies i was like what's a hamburger nap he goes it's like it's like when you're running around a lot and then you're at like a cookout with your family and then you like eat a hamburger and drink a beer and you don't have your shirt on and you just lay down in the grass and fall asleep for 45 <laughs> minutes in the direct sun. He's like, isn't that just the best nap? And I'm like, yeah. So I think at one time he named his production company Hamburger Nap Productions. And so I'm going to take a hamburger nap in your front yard. <laughs> never. Also, you know when... That has never been a scenario that I have experienced of taking my shirt off in the hot blazing sun and having a hamburger and falling directly asleep. You get some grass clippings on you. Your <laughs> your keys are in your pocket, hanging out the bottom of your Daisy Dukes. We've all been there. <laughs> oh man, I'm excited! I'm t- so tomorrow. You're, Scotty's doing me a, a solid and recording at night, at late at night, actually. That's fine. That's fine. Uh, because um, I, I can't record the next tomorrow because I'm going to go and I'm hiking in to like check out a, a new backpacking site. Because um, I'm going to go backpacking for my birthday. In California. Baby. In California. I see. That California. sounds lovely. And yeah. so it's just a place you've never been before. And are you going alone? I'm going with Derek Brown, poem, oh, poet Derek Brown. Great. Um, Perfect. He's my uh, backpacking bud. Perfect. And so we're going to go check it out and, uh, you know, see if it's legit and see if it's safe to camp at during February. It's so cold right now. I don't know what to say. It's so cold right now. We just had seven inches of rain in three days. 
Savitude. That's okay. I so I have this um weirdly, I have a I have a Tibetan gong in, that was <laughs> that was okay. that was my great uncle's. I think oh, he got nice. it in World War One. Um. And awesome. it's been sitting. It sits outside because it doesn't rust and any. I don't know what it's made out of, but it's beautiful. And but it's a big bowl. You know, it's like They're a Tibetan bowl. Back then. Yeah. And um and I measured so it was dry on Thursday of last week. Yeah. And I measured the water. It was ten inches. Ten inches, dude. That's crazy. In that like four or five days. Forty inches of snow. Yeah, that's cool. That it's been fun. Crazy. It's been fun. I love it. I uh, I'm excited for you to get back out there. I bet it'll be very green. I don't know if verdant is the right word, but I bet it will oh, be. Oh hell yeah! It'll be moist and verdant. I don't understand why people hate the word moist so much. I'll stop saying it because people hate it so very much. But there's way worse words out there. Oh, hundred percent. I don't um, even like sop that much. You you could you can moist me all day. You sop me once. I'm I'm walking away <laughs> from you, pal. <laughs> That's a gross word. Yeah, sop is worst. Thank you. And the thing, the reason it's worse is because sop is never used uh, by itself. It's always sopping. Yes. Um, but you can have a moisting towel. True. Right. Uh, what? Sure. What? There is another word for a moisting towel. Um, a, a wet nap. <laughs> uh, like a hamburger nap. <laughs> Hamburger K N A P nap. <laughs> oh, see that's nice. Okay, we'll get we'll get back on track because we can or we can watch our listenership decline by saying these words: beautiful words, xylophone, <laughs> tulip, window, bonus odes. We uh, bonus odes. We listen to your questions Queries, for advice, yeah. and we give them out. We give you bananas advice. Follow it or don't follow it. But you're being heard, and th- there's just something about being heard. We're Which just is two nice. guys. You can just you can just ask us a zany question that you might feel uncomfortable asking your partner or your best friend, and we'll do our best to give you terrible advice. Like Hello, this. Boys. Oh boy! I'm a huge fan of the podcast. Day one, Banana Boy here. I'm looking for some advice on oh. uh, something. I hope you can help me with. Um, I am. Going to be graduating with a degree in psychology at the end of this school year, so in May or June-ish. And I am really proud of myself for going back to school and doing the damn thing. And I would just love some bananas advice on what to do with my cap and gown or my walk across the stage or anything to celebrate doing university again as an almost 40-year-old. And Great just for you. Getting it done. Thanks. Um, have a great day. That's so great. Congratulations. I'm so I'm so very, very proud of you. Um How first exciting. thought first thought that came to my mind. Okay. Um baby alligator with sunglasses on. But Adorable. I know they're Hard difficult to, to get. Hard to yep. do. Second thought is python. White python. Oh my god. And you, okay? Around yeah. your neck with the cap and gown on. Okay. And you just get the dude who has the python. He's like right at the edge. You I walk see. up. You puts it on your shoulders. You walk across, get your thing, shake hands with the dean, getting and then you walk down the dude's on the other side, takes the snake off, he goes home. 100 bucks Great. probably. 100 bucks, right? Great for a photo op. Other people are going to want to take pictures with you with that. That's yeah, a borrowed python, a borrowed boa A borrowed white p- 
python bow oh, constrictor yeah those are cool yeah. Yeah. my first thought um buy a second gown gowns i think are a little cheaper yeah then what you want to do but you have to make sure it matches your cap then get a roll of um cardboard and roll it and then cover it with the cap so that you make your cap about six feet tall off your head so you have the regular <laughs> cap on top of a tube that looks exactly the same so that it's you're way taller everybody can find you easily in the crowd and then That's to so really funny. wow them is get a back scratcher or something that extends so that when you get your diploma and you have to put your little tassel from one side or the other you extend it in front of everybody and then put the tassel from one side of your cap to the other <laughs> side and then walk calmly and sit down so i'm going i guess six foot cap is what i I'm would saying. call that the marge simpson cap the marge simpson cap and it really wouldn't be that hard to construct just cut open a, a something flimsy cardboard like maybe construction paper maybe two things of poster board rolled around your head and taped together and then just cover it with the gown or whatever the same fabric color is all the way up to the real cap and then just be the tallest cap in the room and you know what they're gonna be like in the psych department grad and they're gonna be like yeah that guy was they were in psych and then you just point at it you go camp Cap ain't for sale. Yeah. Bye bye. <laughs> I got that, that at school. Very, very good. Yeah. So I go Marge Simpson cap all the way. But the really take your time pulling that extending back scratcher, whatever it is, all the way out. I mean, face the audience and then just tassel from left to right and then walk away, distinguish as you close the. Uh, extension back down. I would almost say one more idea would be the um, for the for the back scratcher thing. Yes, uh, they have those extendable pointers. Great for pointing at things, you know. So you can keep it small, so it's a tiny little hand, and you get oh, those little yeah, hands anywhere. Hand. And right. then all of a sudden, you can just keep ra you you hold your regular hand at the same height, and then just keep raising your tiny hand up Beautiful. until it's fully extended. Beautiful. Move it over, and then slowly bring it back down. Beautiful, easy to do. I got a shout out. My high school graduation. Um, we all pitched in some money and a dude named Mark Wasserman did a standing backflip on stage when he got his degree because he was a gymnast when he was a child. Oh, look at that. Wait, it you had to really pay him to do that? You put Well, we all were like, together. well, yeah, he was a shy guy. Who wasn't a loud man? <laughs> now he's a doctor of um, acupuncture. So doctor of flips, I thought you were going to say. Yeah now, yeah, now he's a somersault <laughs> doctor. A D.O.F. Um, yeah, go tall cap and send it to us. And if you get a little nervous, three feet's fine. You're still going to be tall. Hey, banana boys. It's Anna from Seattle. I was just calling hey, in, I guess, for banana's advice okay. because I'm having some trouble at work. Ooh. I'm curious your advice on how to talk to a sometimes condescending lead. I say sometimes because there are days that are good and we get along and have laughs. Mm. But then there are other days where he'll either get stressed out and take it out on his team, a.k.a. me, or just situations happens where he's condescending and I don't appreciate that. My bigger boss has told me to confront him when he's being condescending and to like ask him to change his tone and how he's speaking to me. But I'm it's hard to do. used to having to set those boundaries in a workplace, especially being a younger woman in the workplace. I'm 25. And so 
If you guys have any advice on how to nicely set boundaries, especially if it can be kind of funny or lighthearted to a condescending boss sometimes, that would be awesome. Thank you, guys. Yeah. I uh, I will let you take the lead on this because I feel like I am guilty of having a condescending tone in my life. Yeah, so. but you've gotten so much better over the last oh, fifteen years. Thank I mean, you. you've made marked improvements. Um, so I don't. I mean, one <laughs> an easy quick fix that's very funny and very silly is go online and buy or go to a used bookstore and find any book with the word boundaries on it. Bigger the better. And as soon as he starts doing his shitty thing, just start opening it up and hold it up in front of you and just lick your finger and start turning pages. That's a <laughs> that's a $5 solution. That's going to get some results. Um, I, I'm not a condescending person usually. I, it's something that I'm actually pretty forgiving uh, and I try to be a good listener as much as possible but it does drive me nuts when people do this around the workplace and especially when it's around other people I wonder if you have another ally in that office I wonder if you have somebody in that office that can signal can be on your side so when that person starts to do it you don't have to one to be like I don't like that tone I wonder if there's somebody that can be your like tone guard yeah I also would say, and this is this is uh, going to be a, uh, because there is there there is a there is a chance mm. that he is unaware that a tone that he is using is condescending. Uh, that as I have found in my re- interactions with my wife, she'll be Ooh, like, "Tough one." We have had to like go back and forth and over and over this, and through couples therapy, <laughs> and um, until finally, uh, it, it, it's we've gotten to a point because it used to just be like I would say something, and I'm saying something that I think is very reasonable, and she would just like fucking react emotionally, and then I would be like, "What the fuck is happening?" Mm-hmm. And so we have now like been able to have a have a type of language about it where she'll just say something like tone and then she doesn't take an emotional reaction to it and I then can learn how to not do that because I'm un- unconsciously doing it sometimes. Of course. Yeah. And so they, that I think it's, a, I mean, like this is just my, it's A, a conversation and then B, having like just a, a almost a safe word with him. Um, Ooh. So you just go. You don't say tone, obviously, because that's that's also <laughs> having a lot of attitude. But you, or you can just say like tone, please, and then he'll just be like, "I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry." So that's the yeah. That's there's a dude that I I talk to. He's a development executive, and I'm on the phone with him a lot, and he talks over me quite uh-huh. a bit on phone calls where I'm pitching ideas, and he'll jump in and talk over me and. The my immediate reaction is, I could kill you. Is what I f- I'm thinking. Is like, I am a physically much bigger man than this man, uh, um, and it and like instantly because I'm in the position, I'm like in my head. Well, I'm like, uh huh, uh huh. I want to be like, I want to pick him up and just throw him into a pool uh, with a bunch of teenagers around to make fun of him. <laughs> but I won't. Another thing, this is dumb, but this is bananas, get a humidifier. Now, do I know the difference between condescending and condensation? Of course I do. 
I, I, I took science class like everybody did. But I think you put a little sign on a little humidifier on your desk. And when you feel like he's getting condescending, just turn it on and let a little mist blow out of there and just let him know <laughs> that he's being condescending as you humidify and condensate your own life. Plus, breathe easy. You're being condescending. <laughs> How much could a humidifier possibly be? $35. I know exactly. Um, also, when you have a break in your normal year, like whatever your holiday breaks, your work breaks, or you get President's Day off, for example, try to time it that you send a thank you card to that person on the days where they weren't being condescending, where it arrives the day before the holiday begins, so they have time to read that and then not see you for a little while. But you're going, thanks so much. I know it's come up before, but you've really been great, and I appreciate what you did on that thing. And just let them sit with a thank you card so they know how it feels to get positive uh, gratification. What is the word? Positive feedback? Feedback, sure. We'll go with feedback. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's, that's actually probably advice. good advice, actually. That's a great, that's a okay. great advice. Send a thank you card for a specific time where they weren't being condes- uh, They weren't, <laughs> now I'm saying condensation. <laughs> Condes- <laughs> condescending. And, say, and send it right before a forced holiday where you will not see that person in the office for a few days so they have time to let it soak on in. Like a humidifier. Uh, there's also a chance, like, I don't know if you have those. These are not very common anymore. But when I worked in an office, they were those half walls, you know, those half walls, cubicles. Dude. Do you know what I'm talking about? Of course. So if he starts condescending to you, just stand up and take the elevator, like mime taking an elevator, descending down below your. <laughs> Dude. Sorry, I can't hear you. I'm condescending. <laughs> yeah. Hit me. Hi, banana boys. So recently I have gotten into knitting. And I am very new to it, but my question for you is, since I live in a very warm climate, what could be some fun, unexpected bananas things that I could knit for people that they would not see coming? Banana hammock, Ah. 101. 100%. Like an actual hammock for a banana. Thank you. For a single banana. Yes, Kurt. Yes. That sits on your dining room table. Perfect. Yeah, for your fruit. Uh, make banana hammocks for your friends that hang somewhere in their house, and it's an actual banana hammock. It's a, it's a fantastic idea. Also, I love uh, listeners who are asking for advice and sounding like they're maybe in a movie theater when they're trying to be very quiet. <laughs> they're back of an Uber. They're being eavesdropped on. Uh, banana hammock's my first thought, but it, that, now that we're really talking about it, I, I think that's really great. If somebody gave me a little colorful hammock and it was like, no, you put your bananas in here, mm-hmm. I'd be like, oh, hell yes, I do. Beer koozie. Fun. Right? I've been That'd given be- a knit one before and it was cool. Yeah, it's very cool. Especially like a banana beer cozy would be very nice. That would be nice. I wonder if there's a croaky. Could you make a could you make a summertime croquis? <laughs> I never really had them. I I'm, I know croquis are supposed to float, but yeah. I don't think yarn ones necessarily would. But who wouldn't love a stylish croqui for their sunglasses? A yamaka would be great. A, a knit yamaka? Come classy. on, that's that classy. Is classy. That is very very classy. I don't Warm, even know if that's allowed. I have no idea. But if it's allowed, do it for sure. Is allowed. Um, what's another fun one? Oh, I have an idea. Mm-hmm. You is know, it an eye patch? 
It's an eye patch <laughs> for both eyes, and then you could sleep longer. It's like a mask. Um, okay, here's a truly bananas one. I think Kurt's going to like it. You know those little things you stick in the end of corn on the cob so that yeah, you can hold them? Yeah, of course, them? I sure do. What if you made a little... Uh, a little <laughs> <laughs> a little knit cover for each of those just to soften the blow a little bit. Maybe make a little corn on the cob holder holders. You know, spice it up a notch and you can have some fun with it. And then people be like, this doesn't need to exist. And your deep dark secret is it will take you about four minutes to make these, I think. I'm thinking, you know how fun it is to have fingerless gloves. Everybody loves... <laughs> Everybody loves Judd Hirsch in Breakfast uh, <laughs> in Breakfast Club yeah. wearing those fingerless gloves. But you're in a hot climate. You can't be wearing gloves all no, the sir. time. So I'm talking fingerless f- gloves sans hand part, just finger parts. Finger so they're gloves. half finger gloves finger for your fingers. So it's just Almost like two like uh, leg warmers, but for the bottom parts of your fingers. Ooh. Hmm? Ooh. Looking cool. Looking, Looking very cool. cool. Looking cool. Looking cool. Hiding that you're married. Uh, you know, hiding <laughs> all your rings with your leg warmer, finger warmers. Um, also, I f- let me think. If I was coming out of the ocean or mm-hmm. a pool and there had to be something knit around... Hmm. Would I want? You guessed it. Snorkel caddy. No, I think uh, I was trying to think of swim fins or snorkeling or something, but that would just get so heavy. Sombrero. Can you make a yarn sombrero? I would love to wear a yarn sombrero. Do you? I don't know anything about golf, but I imagine it would be nice to have... be able to hold one golf ball in like kind of off your belt this now we're cooking do you know what i'm talking about so it it kind of hooks up on your belt and you can fit just and it's just a little ball sack for your golf ball or golf balls with a cute little button you loop it around your belt loop Mm -hmm. you button it and then it looks like yeah there's a kind of a an opening at the top that you could push the golf ball into you can have fun with the designs maybe it looks like an eyeball yeah look at that Maybe it doesn't. And then it just goes, this is just a single golf ball caddy for miniature golf. Nobody's saying you can't do this at miniature golf. Yeah, it's a miniature golf ball (laughs) caddy for for those moments of walking the three feet from the end of one to the next one. You put it in your cat, cat, your golf ball caddy, and you walk over. I think that and the banana, <laughs> banana hammock are two winners here. Give I think the gift so. of a banana hammock and give a single miniature golf ball belt caddy <laughs> for the four or five steps from hole one to hole two to hole three to hole four. That is so funny. I would dot, I, I mean, send Kurt and I two of them, please. And oh, we will please. go miniature golfing and we will wear them. I, will, I mean, like, I'll wear it at every show. I'll put a belt on just to wear it. Yeah, if I'm wearing a belt at a banana show, I will wear a golf ball in my golf ball miniature golf hip caddy knitted by <laughs> one of our most beloved warm climate bananas. 
I'm ready. Hey guys, love the podcast. Thanks. Um, I've been listening since the beginning, and you guys are the best. You're the best. So I have a problem. Um, my mom is retiring. Well, she already retired, actually. But um, we're throwing her retirement party. That's a surprise. And I need to find out a good reason, I guess come up with a good reason, why she can't go out of town that weekend. Oh. And this is the woman that guesses every single plot twist to every single movie. And you can't watch movies with her because she'll know everything that happens before it happens. Um, so we got to be extra crafty on this one. And I'm just at a loss, to be honest. Love you guys so much. Thanks. That's a great question. Yeah. We haven't gotten this one. No. And it's nice. I like this one. I mean, like, I immediately feel like you have to throw the focus so far away from yourself that there's mm. no conceivable way that they, they could even start thinking about what you're doing. So it's almost like have a friend who have a friend of theirs, like get them involved and they say, you know, I'm having my birthday party or I'm having my blibbida bob that weekend and you have to be there or something like that. Yeah. Um, Elective surgery. Oh, that's another thing you could you could say is you could tell your mom I'm having, you know, here it is. If it if you, if it's possible, impacted molar mm. and you have to be put under Yep. For an hour for them to drill you. it out. And I'm going to need you to pick me up. Yeah. Fuck. But is, do they do that on the weekend? They probably don't. Weekend. Weekend is the tricky one here. It's yeah. That, it's like if we knew. If it's a Friday, can't go out of town. I'm going to need you. I'm going to need you to pick me up from surgery on Friday. And I'm going to need, like, just some help around the house uh, on probably Saturday morning. Just check in on me. Do Please don't you, go out of town. Do we really do a masquerade here? Do we go? It depends what level of spycraft we want to do to trick right. this mom. Yeah. For example, do you accidentally send uh, your mom an email inviting her to a surprise party on Saturday, the whatever, knowing that everybody else got the surprise party invite for the Friday night before that, you say, Mom, I'm sorry, we're throwing you a party on Saturday. It's at everything about it is fake. It's at TGI Fridays. I guess that'll confuse her with the Friday, Saturday. It's at Ruby Tuesdays. That doesn't confuse anybody. It's at Applebee's. And you just say, it's going to be Saturday. It's going to be great. And then you actually take her somewhere on Friday. So you're going to go pick up the cake for her party and you actually take her to the real surprise party. Do you dupe her by saying it's the same weekend, but different night, different location, different everything? Yeah. That, that, I think that is a great idea if this is mm -hmm. a woman who is like, I know they're going to try and throw me a surprise party. If, she, if it's already on her radar. If she's yes, like... Yes, that's what I mean. You know... And also, if she's retiring, she probably expects a retirement party, right? That's what I'm you saying. Would, you Take would think advantage of the expectation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you almost want it to be on Sunday, mm -hmm. Sunday morning. So she can't go out of town that weekend, a Sunday morning retirement party. It also depends on it, like what kind of party your mom is. It's a retirement party. So you Sunday, a Sunday afternoon party. No, everybody wants a nighttime party. Here's a wild and bold idea. Mm -hmm. 
Do you steal your own mother's wallet and purse on a Thursday so that she has no credit cards, ID, or anything for 48 hours so she can't go anywhere even if she wanted to? Do you I act... Also, do I you also hire love, Kurt and I? I also love the idea that there might be... like That, that, that this m- mom is just going out of town all the time. Yeah. Is, is the mom constantly leaving town? Maybe she's she newly is. retired. She's out there living. <laughs> she's she's heading to Barbados. She's going to get her groove back. I yeah, maybe she. I don't know. Ma- yeah. maybe she just got a camper and she's like, I'm out. I'm going on the road. Hmm. Hmm. Do they now? This is insane. Yeah, if it's not on the road, if it's a flight, yeah. Do airports have party spaces? Could you book the retirement party at the airport before your mother's flight? We we rented out the entire Delta Lounge for you. (laughs) That's what I mean. Because somebody, oh, you were just telling me, you were telling me about the hotel at JFK that was so amazing. Oh my God, it was amazing. I mean, if you live in New York City, do that party at the at the TWA yes. hotel at JFK. It's well, amazing. every airport has hotels with reception centers and business centers and stuff in it. Do you just do you just tell everybody in her life we're throwing a surprise party? She's traveling. I'm going to tell her to get to the airport four hours early. We're going to do a quick <laughs> in and out two hour party. Congratulations. <laughs> I mean, if you did that. I mean, or coming back. Like, if you got in an Uber and it took you to your surprise party coming back from a trip, I think I think you just do a huge misdirect and you say, I'm so sorry. You you fake invite her and spoil her surprise for a party that was never going to happen. It was going to happen sooner than that. Yeah. Or, you know, what you do is you just... If it's the thing where she's, like, getting in a camper and going down the coast, like, two hours... You just get as many people That's as what, you can to absolutely. be at that location. She shows up, boom. I mean, never going to expect that. Yeah, that's true. Mm-hmm. That would be right. nice anyways. I would like, I don't ever want a surprise party, so please don't ever plan one for me. I mean, I love seeing everybody. I would just be happy. I would just be pissed it was for me. Yeah. Uh, again, though, I mean, I feel like it's such a misfire, like, I, we don't know where this banana lives, but say they lived in California. Couldn't you tell your mom that you wanted to do a weekend with just her in Napa Valley, and then you were never going to do that to begin with, and then oh. just throw a party? Yeah, Can't you right. Say you're, you want to do something special with your mom. I got us. We're going to Sedona. We're going to go do splits over vortices and feel great about ourselves. And then you go, oops, nope, just kidding. That's tomorrow, but today. Right, is but that's tomorrow. Party. So you still actually get to do that thing with your mom. That's but probably the nice thing to do. That's yeah, and that's also if you want to like, <laughs> it's a it's a party and a trip. <laughs> it's like people that go to Disney on the Super Bowl. You're promising the Super Bowl, and then you're going to Disney, and nobody else is there. It's wonderful. That was a good question. Sorry, we had very meandering answers for that one. We just want it to be a success. I know. Uh, this one is a long one, but I think a very interesting and fun okay. one. I love having fun. Hi, Banana Boys. Hi. To you from the Midwest. Love the pod. Um, now on to the bananas situation that I have found myself in, um, or maybe created. Um, anyway, <laughs> that could use a little bananas advice. Great voice. 
The background is at work um, when I want to fill up my water bottle. I need to walk past the desk of this woman who um, has decided that we are going to be work friends, I guess. Oh, boy. Um, anyway, she insists on saying hi to me. I'm fine with pleasantries, but she also insists on admonishing me for not saying hi to Oof. her. If Ooh. I happen to walk by yeah. and let her just keep doing her work. Um, but anyway, the real problem is she's a, she's a little homophobic. And oh, I God. feel confident saying that because we'd only spoken to each other about <laughs> two or three times. That's pretty black or white. to make some rather unkind jokes at the existence of trans people, uh, which personally I don't take too kindly to. Good. Now, I am... Married to a man. However, I am not straight, and I tend to already use the language my partner, you know, when referring to my husband, my partner. We love and that. And so I, you know, I use that language in conversation anyway. Sure. But after she had felt just so comfortable making these jokes when we don't know each other at all, I decided to make a real point to use that language when speaking to her. Great. And um, she seemed to have made the assumption that many people could with that uh, language, that my partner is a woman. And so when she was recently asking me about the holidays, she was like, oh, how was it when her family, her family came over to your house and Old blah, blah, blah. And the best part for me was how obvious it was um, that she was trying really hard to make it not obvious um, that it was painful to her to have to keep up this really obnoxious, quote-unquote, pleasant relationship she has forced us into um, now that she knows from her assumption that I am gay. And um, I just want to say... This is amazing. And I did not correct her. And <laughs> I've got to say at this point, I'm a little entertained by the situation that has cropped up. It's but I so guess good. my question is, uh, what do I do now? Um, God, do that's I, so good. I Well, I think I don't correct her, but how do I carry this forth in future interactions um, now that she has made this assumption, which is an assumption I'm fine with. It could very well be true about me. It just happens that I am married to a man. Um, but Banana's advice for this banana situation, God, this what you so would do, funny. Uh, <laughs> let it peter out, escalate it. I don't know. Um, I'd like to hear all of it. Thank you. Yeah, I was like listening to it when I first listened to it, and I just started laughing out loud as I was listening to it. I was like, I guess we got to do it. Bravo. I mean, first of all, yes, this bananimal, so good. Way to go across yeah. the board. And to our to our queer and bi and trans bananimal listeners, you know, sometimes when you hear about people that are homophobic or just bigots, sometimes it's good to hear from the other side and go, well, we love you. Fuck that person. They yep. sound like an asshole. Yeah. Uh, what, so anyways, back to it. This is such a great, this is like 2024 Seinfeld episode, basically. Yes. You have put yourself yes. in a situational comedy. It is. It's very much a sitcom situation. Um, it's a mistaken identity in a Shakespearean way, almost. Yes. Um, and how does it play out is very, 
Very exciting. I mean, like, yeah, I don't think you tell. I think you continue it going on. For sure. It would, it would be interesting at some point if there's a office party or something like that and oh, people's yeah. significant others were going to be there. Um, that would also be interesting to see how that... You know what? In that situation, <laughs> in that situation, I think you bring... You bring your husband and also a female friend, and then <laughs> why not? And, and then never introduce anyone to anyone, and just kind of walk around, just like ha- holding why hands not? with both of them. That would why? be pretty great. That would be great. Well, yeah. First to of all, add another layer. This person sounds like a real not great person to say it nicely. So you don't really owe them anything. Oh, but anything. we understand your annoyance. I. I mean, yeah, keep saying partner. Use the language you want to use. You shouldn't adjust yourself whatsoever. Man, this is so funny that if if this if our animal wanted to be friends with this person, there's yeah. so many fun double date situations that could be easy to clear the air. But since this right. person isn't worth really hanging with, yeah, man. This must be uh, this might be noise canceling headphone time. This might be every time you walk by him, you go, <laughs> "I'm listening to the Bible. I this is the New Testament. I'll be right back. Just play the, <laughs> just put just earbud him to death. Oh, sorry, I'm just, I just that can't is do it right now. That is so like, uh, oh man, I saw like a a thing that I didn't know was a thing, um where people make like new year's resolutions to read the whole bible great have you ever heard about this no but i could imagine <laughs> when i was a young idiot i i wanted to do that even <laughs> though i was going away from religion but i wanted to have all the information so uh-huh. that i could be like actually matthew three fourteen, because <laughs> that's what i think you want to go towards right like you said bible i like that is I think you want to just further confuse them. Um, so tell them, you know, it's, your, it's your resolution. You're going to read the whole Bible. And then every <laughs> single time you come by, you'll be like, got the Bible. Bible. It's Bible. I'm in Deuteronomy. And then if they admonish <laughs> you, you're like, it's between me and the Bible. It's yeah, a good yeah. book. Yeah. I, I, I'm so sorry I can't stop listening to the Bible. It's read by, it's read by James Earl Jones, King James himself. It's good. This is really good. I'm still in the Old Testament. Um, <laughs> things are getting a little weird, but I'll, I'll circle back when I get uh, done. When I'm, my partner and I are going to read the whole Bible this year. We decided. Have you heard of Job? Really good. I always I, thought his name was Job. I thought it was Job. It's Job. It's good when you hear somebody say it. It's Kaylee <laughs> Cuoco is reading this. <laughs> Jason Manoa is going to do uh, <laughs> Ezra and epistles. the Dragon. Oh, I'm up to Psalms. You know, you, you don't say the P. I didn't know. <laughs> I've been calling them P Sams for the whole time. And they're pretty good. They're, so, they're like fables, but older. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can do the old earbud in. I'm listening to the Bible. My partner and I made a resolution to study the Bible and yeah. just, and then also just pop those suckers in and listen to some. Something cool. Listen to some Anita Baker, some George Benson, something Maybe some cool. bananas. Maybe, Maybe some... bananas podcast. That's right. Every time you listen to bananas when you're walking by, just every day, look at the Bible 
Old Testament to New Testament in order and just have some of your story straight. Just go, okay, number Exodus. We're going to get to Exodus. Genesis, we know where yeah. we're starting. Just kind of go like, yeah, I think I, you're going to buy yourself five months of ignoring And you're just going to enjoy it. Also, I think you should get yourself, and I'm sure they sell them online, um, a fake Bible that when you open it up, it has a hidden compartment inside and then keep something that is a vice of yours in there. Uh, you know, if it's like some this. chocolate in there, oh. a little bit of whiskey in there, oh. a pack of cigarettes in there, and then you just have it on your desk. It looks like you read the Bible. And then every once in a while, you can like take it up, flip it open, take out a cool, head out to the parking lot. That's right. And if you uh, you do read the Bible and this is something you do regularly, great. You're right. already there. And now you're just, you know, you're double dipping. You're getting back in there. You're you're refreshing what you're already caring about. So, yeah, we would say lean into her hatred with uh, moral superiority. Mm-hmm. And if she wants to interrupt you listening to the good book... That's on her. That's on her. That's you on and her. You your partner, you know, that, you're you're going to Bible study. Did I ever tell you about the, I, oh, I must have said this one, but uh, years ago, my friend was part of this big Baptist church, and they had singles nights and where they would do Bible study, and depending on your age, they, mm-hmm. they named each one after a different song or movie, and uh, I went, and he's like, you should come. I really think it'd be good for you. And I was like, sure. So I showed up, and you know, it was very fascinating from a writer's point of view, but made no impact whatsoever. But the 40 and over crowd, the, it was like Young Guns were the 21-year-olds, and then it was like you know, Sleepless in Seattle or whatever it was. And then the older crowd were Desperado. That's what they named the group, the Desperados. And I'm like... Come on. You oh, got to be boy. nice. That's such a mean That's joke. so mean. It is. <laughs> yeah. Go get get your earbuds in and say, you know, make it very clear. Be like, yeah, we made a resolution and I, I finally found a good one. I mean, it's so <laughs> funny to just name a different book and a different person reading it. That to me. Oh, Every time. So funny. <laughs> Barbara oh, Streisand's reading Luke. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's AI of Bane from that Batman movie. Yeah. He's Thomas doing... Hardy is doing it in Bane's voice. Yeah. <laughs> so it's Thomas Hardy doing the Bane voice. He's doing all four gospels. So John is my favorite, but I think I think Matthew and Luke have something to show too. There's that also is... another version of Bane's it is doing the gospel. <laughs> I'm already doing Bane doing the Gospels. Mm-hmm. There's also, you know, there's something called the Gnostic Gospels, which was, um, and this is kind of like when you find, when I found out about it, I was like, oh, the Bible is very silly because there was all these other Gospels that were written and just not, and then simply like some people were like, we're not going to put those in the Bible. So they're, they're called the Gnostic Gospels. And you should just tell her about that. <laughs> it's just like, I'm reading all the Gnostic Gospels. Oh, <laughs> the, yeah. the Gospel's not allowed in the Bible. I really want to find out what Jesus was really like. It's so funny to me to take moral, to lie 
and take moral high ground, and be, <laughs> but it's all a charade. It's, yes. And it's for you. And like you said, have they make Bible safes? I know they do for a fact. Oh, yeah. Where it's like a, so like get yourself a little Bible safe. Put your, put your favorite little little treat in there. Mm. God, enjoy your revenge. But That's yeah, you wonderful. didn't do anything wrong. I would say don't tell them. Let them figure it out. And if they're embarrassed about it, let them be embarrassed. They sound like not a great human being. Thank you so much for listening to this bonus ode. Thank we you, Scotty, for doing it for me. Oh, thank you, Curdy B. This is fun. Take this advice with a grain of salt, but just know the Banana Boys are rooting for you. No matter what you're into or what you're excited about, we're excited for you. We got your back. Bananas! Bananas Podcast. Bananas is an Exactly Right Media production. Our producer and engineer is Katie Levine. The Catchy Bananas theme song was composed and performed by Kahan. Artwork for Bananas was designed by Travis Millard. And our benevolent overlords are the great Karen Kilgariff and Georgia Hardstark. And Lisa Maggot is our full human, not a robot intern. Bananas. Bananas.